When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. It doesn't matter what you think. The Wrestling Round presents Break It Down with Brian H. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to 2019. Welcome to Break It Down with Brian H. I'm your host, Brian H waters so you know i was on a bit of a break because i enjoyed my holiday got a chance to play some new video games we're playing spider-man on uh, playstation 4 been playing nba live 2019 don't judge me yes i've already had nba 2k so i wanted to give live a try this year um NHL 2019 and uh what else was playing detroit become human which is a very good game if you're into mysteries and solving problems and all this other stuff and action check it out but you know we i took that time you know and wrestling was still going on i watched some raw watched some smackdown watched some mlw which i'll talk about that here today but the big news this week uh, as this is, I'm taping this on January 1st, New Year's Day. I told you guys I would be back in the new year and I came right back. The big news today, All Elite Wrestling. All Elite Wrestling is a new federation coming. Before I get into that, let me just give you some updates. So, you may know if you've been paying attention on social media that we have a brand new home. That is brought to you by Anchor. You can find us on anchor which will allow you to still find us on itunes spotify podbean stitcher and we got a couple new places we're at we're on pocket cast we're on radio public and we're on breaker so make sure you check us out there and of course we're on the new google podcast i know they kind of changed it up a bit it was google play at one point and the next thing i know the realm wasn't there but they put us on google podcast so we're there too folks make sure you check us out there make sure you download the wrestling round wherever you get your podcast from and guess what in case you like listening to a bunch of podcasts as i do dm me because i have a code that will give you an opportunity to get paid to listen to podcasts and DM me and I'll help you find out because that's what I do. So while I'm listening to podcasts, I'm ranking up points that points will be converted into gift cards or something for my family. So, like I said, a new promotion, all elite wrestling. And because this was big news, because this was something that just dropped upon us, because the people were talking about it. I had to call on my brother, the realness himself, folks, the real Dwayne Allen. So, sit back and hear what the real Dwayne Allen had to say about all elite wrestling. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as promised, the real Dwayne Allen is here. As you know, big news happened. And when big news happens, you get the full wrestling realm. That is... AEW 
all elite wrestling, started by Cody, the Bucks, Hangman Page, the real Dwayne Allen. What are your thoughts? I think first and foremost, first of all, a- anytime you have a new opportunity to have more pro wrestling available to the fans and for guys to work, it's always a good thing. I think it's amazing what two, with, uh, with, with a handful of professional wrestlers have been able to do um, with their earnings and what they've tried to do as in reinvest what they've earned into the overall business of pro wrestling. That's that's very admirable. It's not surprising when it comes to um, Cody Rhodes because it runs in his legacy. Uh, you know, Dusty has wrestled and booked and worked for companies and put on shows for years. So it makes sense for, for this to be the next chapter in Cody Rhodes' career. The Bucks is kind of the same thing. It makes sense. The Bucks, they print their own money at this point. Um, a couple years ago, I think I was one of the people that was like, man, I can't wait to see them in the WWE. But now I'm kind of like, well, it's kind of no point for them to be there right now. They're young. They have more than enough, you know, to, to, to join EA at any point in time. Hangman Page, same thing. I don't see it's no point in being a WWE right now. I think he gets lost in the shuffle. So I think, um, you know, it's it, all elite wrestling is, to, is, is, is always a perfect opportunity. Now, what I will say is, do I think it's a game changer? Absolutely not. <laughs> I think all elite wrestling will be like any other promotion that will put on great wrestling and provide a, a, a it doesn't really affect WWE in any way, shape, or form. Because there's nothing that, in my in my opinion, this is just me thinking off the top of my head, what are they really going to do that's really going to make a huge difference in the WWE? Mm-hmm. That's the question I'm always asking. Now, what I will say is, I think who it really, really affects is it affects all the other top global independent promotions that are, that are running shows throughout. When it wasn't WWE, you always talk about New Japan, which is probably the second biggest company financially. Um... In, in, in the world of professional wrestling globally. And then you talk about Ring of Honor is probably the top independent promotion um, globally in all professional wrestling. To me, it affects Ring of Honor more than it affects the WWE, if, in, in my personal opinion. From what I know, I don't know much about what, what they have planned, how they're going to do it, because I don't see it being a full-fledged promotion, but I think it just seems like a company that might just put on shows like All In, put on, put on independent super shows. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a niche in the market that you don't have, but at the same time, though, at what point does Ring of Honor say, okay, if we're just going to keep doing a talent exchange over and over again, I mean, you're kind of going to have this NWA effect at the end of the day, which I think is great for professional wrestling, but does it really make a difference? Honestly, I don't see it. I think all the major talent that we were looking for that made independent wrestling what it was back in those days, the WWE are grabbing up, they're grabbing them up a lot sooner than they, than they used to. Back in the day, they weren't grabbing them at all. So when you had, like I said, t- 2015, 14, 15, 16, to me was, was the height of the independent promotion. They had up independent wrestling because you had so many superstars that became their own superstars. And they were kind of like, you know what? It doesn't even matter at this point if we get picked up by the WWE because it seemed like they didn't fit in. But after a while, Triple H changed the game with NXT's, um, you know, evolution from what it really started out as and what it became. Nowadays, man, I mean, they're, they're, they're grabbing guys left and right. They're not even waiting for these guys to become superstars on the scene. It, this, I think the, the day of the independent superstar is starting to go. It's not. It's not. It's not going to be what it used to be because now WWE is signing people left and right. Back in the day, they weren't signing anybody. All those guys that were good to be there, they still weren't signing them. Size, look, whatever it was. But I'm like, okay, so what does all elite wrestling provide for me as a professional wrestler? Going to give me ten times over. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now I, I don't know the whole objective. What, what is the what is what is all elite wrestling supposed to be? Is it a chance for guys like 
that that usually don't get seen on TV often to for them to come out and wrestle and be the best in the world. Yeah, okay, cool. That's cool for one show, but how do you back that up? Mm-hmm. Right now, I have very little information, and I'm not drinking the Kool Aid. I appreciate it, and, and and I love it because you know the more professional wrestling you get, the better. But at the same time, though, it, it it only turns into another developmental territory until WWE comes around with the big bucks. All yeah. these independent superstars can't make money like the like the young bucks. They can't make money like Cody Rose because Cody Rose was born into money. Let's not pretend like this guy wasn't born with a silver spoon in his mouth. Uh oh. You know what I mean? Can I ask you a question? What was your favorite Cody Rose match of 2018? Oh uh, man, I. It's taking you too long. It's taking you too long. And you know what? It's because I don't have a favorite Cody Rhodes match. I have a favorite Cody Rhodes moments, but I don't have a favorite match. Okay, exactly. My point exactly, though. You feel me? What if Cody Rhodes wasn't Cody? What if, what if he was Cody Reigns? Would he make a difference? It wouldn't. Okay. My point exactly. If you're going to call a spade, let's call a spade a spade. You know what I mean? I don't mm-hmm. know the purpose of all elite wrestling. Like I said, to me, it seems like a more, to me, it looks like a more organized format to put on shows like All In. You got Double or Nothing coming up next. Great, mm-hmm. great opportunity for talent. Great opportunity for some some classic professional wrestling. But like I said, all in it was great for what it was, and I know it meant more. Um, I'm just a fan, right? You know what I mean. And, and and I think this this does more for the boys than it does for the fans. Sure, it gives me. <laughs> not, okay, what was what was what was your top? What, what was what was your favorite match on? Um, you all said in? what was my favorite match from All In? What uh, was your favorite match from All In? Uh, I can't name it off the top of my head. I'm be honest with you. I remember the moments, but you ain't asked for moments. You asked for matches. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I mean, like, to, two two of my favorite moments um, was one, Cody uh, winning the NWA title. Not the match itself. Mm-hmm. It's Cody winning the title. And also, the the, the pre-show oh, 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 over-budget Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. That was fun for me. Everything else, I, it's, I don't know. And, 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 and I'm not saying it was a bad show. I wouldn't dare say that. It wasn't a bad show. Was it good wrestling? Yes, but I mean, I'm 32. You're 30. We've just seen so much good wrestling over the years. Yes, I am younger. You on the record? <laughs> you know, we just seen so much good wrestling. For you know, um, we probably have over a million matches between us. People are like, really, you ain't seen a million matches. You'd be surprised. Yeah. You know, so I'm looking at. It, I'm like, yeah, it was good matches, but that show did not stick out to me. And it's not as memorable as, say, the matches between Okada and Omega, whether you're talking um, from Dominion, you know, or even, I don't even say this. I know you wasn't the biggest fan of it, Okada and Jericho at Wrestle Kingdom. Right. You know, that match stood out. It was, it was, because if anything, it, it was a better match because I, I was disappointed in Kenny Omega a few times last year. Now, I did enjoy his match with Pentagon, but I enjoyed his match with, Omega, uh, with Jericho more at Wrestle Kingdom because of the buildup and then the execution. Okay, you want another hot take? Here's, here's how, here's how I think Kenny, Kenny Omega is, is, a, is one of the most talented professional wrestlers on the planet. Yep. I'm sorry. Ooh. A better match with Sammy Callahan, your boy. Hair <laughs> versus Mass Match and TNA, I believe, was Slam versus that yep. match. That match, I remember that match more than I remember. Uh, um, Pentagon. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and you know what I remember about the Kenny Omega Pentagon match? Chris Jericho came out of that. Yeah, <laughs> you feel me? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, like, don't it was it was an excellent pay per view for what it was, but it's not as big of a deal as everybody's making to me as a fan. I'm not I'm not a wrestler, 
for a professional wrestler, people are like, you have no idea what this does for the business. I agree with you. I'm not a professional wrestler. That don't have nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. You're not going to sit there and convince me that this was the greatest show because these guys did something so ambitious to go against the grain. I respect that. That's the stuff that I do. And I like that. And I need them to do more of it. But I'm trying to, I'm not going to sit there and pretend like it was the greatest thing since Slice Break just because they had the balls to do it. No. <laughs> I think it's funny because if anything, I'm all, you always accuse me of drinking the WWE Kool Aid, which tastes very good, by the way. Um, you sure not because you're black? <laughs> but for what? It's not me. And I'm not saying you're drinking the Kool Aid, mm-hmm. but you saying, look, if y'all will give me something, and let me, I ain't trying to put words in your mouth, but my interpretation is if y'all can give me something, I need to make sure this is worthwhile. Don't put it, act like it's the next greatest thing when it doesn't, when it's not, or I can't see it yet. And that's, and that's all I'm saying. I, I, I appreciate it for what it was, but I'm like, yo, that wasn't it for me. I'm trying to tell you, you're not going to, you cannot, no, you're not going to sit there and tell me that all in 2018 was better than Water Worlds and Global Wars 2015. Mm. There's no way in the world. Those, mm. and, and, and I say that because I watched those, I went to a Ring of Honor show and I saw, they, they were selling all those DVDs and they were selling them on sale because they were actually selling them at the show. And I bought like five of them. Mm-hmm. I believe I got, I got, um, global wars, water worlds, um, uh, 2015, 2014, no, 2016, 2015. And then I got global wars. I think 2014, something like that. But I'm sitting there looking at those cards and I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at these match cards and I, and I'm watching these over and over again. I'm saying to myself, you cannot tell me this is a better show than, than any of these pay-per-views mm-hmm. 15 or 16. And I'm not going to sit there pretend like it because it was ambitious, because they sold out $10,000 arena because somebody said, I didn't say he couldn't do it. That doesn't mean anything to me. Mm-hmm. I'm not in the business, but I got to hit on Cody Rhodes for. I love Cody Rhodes. I think Cody Rhodes did the absolute right thing when he left the E. He reinvented himself. He found himself, and he's doing amazing things. He's probably the, the, the biggest global superstar in the world right now outside of Kenny Omega, outside of Tanahashi. And, 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 and to be honest with you, Kenny Omega, he bores me. Mm-hmm. Talented as goes all get out, but you're not gonna catch. Listen, he has one chance to wow me now, because he's got to get in the ring with my guy, Hiroshi Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> That's the match I'm looking for. I said, man, you, you got to give me something. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, according to Dave Meltzer, I just saw on Twitter before we um, got on air, I they had uh, over 140 thousand people gathered at a big pl- like a hangout spot in Japan to see the. Um, to see the contract sign. They said it was the largest contract sign in history. Let me tell you, man, Tanahashi is the man. Mm-hmm. You understand? He is John Cena to Japan. You, you actually, and, and I got to say this, you've been speaking Tanahashi before. It was really cool to watch New Japan. You know, we said that um, when we was at BlurCon in uh, July 2018, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Corey was saying, Corey from Wrestling Marks of Excellence was saying, you know, sometimes right now it's the cool thing not to watch WWE. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it makes you a cooler wrestling fan. Um, but you was preaching the name Tanahashi long before anybody was talking about Tanahashi in, uh, you know, around 2013, because actually before I had moved to Connecticut when we was, you know, prepping season three of the wrestling realm. It, it- and it was a lot of stuff going on at the time that I don't know if, I don't know if I had gone on strike around the time. So I think around 2015, I, I was not feeling it. I was like, I'm going on strike. And what it did was it, it caused me to look at so much so much other professional wrestling, at least take it more, you know, and get But I really took it more seriously and became a bigger fan of it. It started Wrestle Kingdom. We, we had two guys in the realm that were just always just, just trash at WWE. Mm-hmm. Back, at, back in the day when we were heavily in, uh, in the uh, group chats and the, uh, in, on Facebook, in the Facebook groups. 
And they were just talking about, oh, Wrestle Kingdom is the best, the best wrestling show in the world. New Japan is better than. And I'm like, okay, let me see what these guys are talking about. So I go online, and and this is before uh, New Japan World, and, and I'm digging up what I can find, and I'm watching. Russell Kingdom Mates. First time I saw the Bullet Club, and this is before they even had the cool T-shirt. At the time, I saw the Bullet Club was just a tag team because I saw Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson coming out with a with a bazooka. Mm-hmm. And I said, and they was like the Bullet. I said, oh snap, there's a there's um you know there's Festus, there's, a, <laughs> there's Luke Gallows. He's a he's in he's in the tag team now with this other dude. That was pre- I thought it was pretty cool. But I also saw Shelton Benjamin, and I saw a bunch of other people. Then then I saw Tanahashi, and I saw Okada, and I said, oh my goodness. I see what these guys are talking about now. And I be- immediately became such a... And I began to go back and just look at so much old New Japan stuff. I'm talking back when um, when 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 Giant Bonato, when Tentai was still in New Japan. Mm-hmm. Like when 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 Prince Devitt was just coming along. like And I, and these were unknowns to me right. at the time. So by the time Tensai came back, I was excited to see him come back. And everybody's like, for what? It's just Albert. I'm like, no, I don't think you understand. I watched this guy mm-hmm. in, in, in New Japan. And I saw what he was able to do. I was like, man, if he got booked this way in the States... It would have worked out. And I wanted him, I wanted for it to work out for him. I saw MVP do what he had to do. I got exposed to Shinsuke Nakamura. I got exposed to Tanahashi in, in their run. And as I saw I saw the matches with Goldberg. I mean not Goldberg, um, with Brock Lesnar when he you know came over there for a while. And I saw the match with Kranak when he was in TNA. This is also around the time when when AJ had just left TNA. And and we were all starving for some some type of AJ content out there before he really made his way to Japan. So like he went to Russell One during his late run. So, you know, all those things caused me to look at New Japan differently than I had before. And I immediately fell in love with the product. And then, you know, just over the years seeing so many other guys, Hiroki Goto and um uh, uh um um uh the other half of the Golden Lovers, my guy, um Kota Ibushi and stuff like that. And then um uh Tetsuya Naito and, and like you, you saw all these up and coming guys before they had their quote unquote gimmicks what they were known for now. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, this is this is. I I really dig the product. You know, you still had um, the um, Forever Hooligans was still there. Kelly Lee Squad was still there. Um, so 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 watching that, then I understand. I understand what it's like. You know, when 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 they say, oh, it's cool to watch other stuff. It's cool to be that wrestling fan that you don't like because, like, like I said, you and I go back and forth about it all the time. Mm-hmm. I say, I, I say, I say, I think you you're you're um, <laughs> you drink like you you love WWE so much. And, I, and I'm the one that's always looking outside, you know, but don't get me wrong. The WWE product is so easy to have access to now because of what we have available to us. Um, and emerging technologies is making it easier for us to have other exposure to other, you know, professional wrestling products. And I think that all the wrestling is, is, is not going to be, I think it'll fit in, but right now I'm having a hard time seeing what they're going to do better than what anybody else has ever done, except put on a better show. I mean, I'm also looking at, okay, how is this going to be different from MLW or the row reality of wrestling? Um, those are two well-produced companies, you yeah. know. Um, and then you know Booker T's get very wrestle. For goodness sakes, uh, man, I don't want to mess up the guy's name. I I was just looking at it earlier, but Booker T's get very wrestle again, you know. Uh, so he's coming out of retirement. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, you know, you got that MLW. You know, unfortunately, they just shanked somebody, which is going to be on the tapped out this week. Um, but they just shanked Conan, but. They still have, they found ways to get me invested in their product. And I mean, I'm an old school guy. They got Tony Schiavone on there. You know, I've always had a, a passion for broadcasting. That's why I studied at school. Um, Tony Schiavone is one of my guys. You know, a lot of, made a lot of iconic calls during my childhood. So you got him over there. You have, um, you got the, um, I'm looking right at him. I can't call his name, Teddy Hart, 
who just won one of their titles. Uh, I think I think he won the, the middleweight title. That's what it is. Yeah, it was vacated. Yeah, yeah, after M- MJF, who's a guy I've been paying attention to on the up and coming. Um, you know, so it's like, how are they going to be different from? How's all AEW going to be different from MLW? Going to be different from ROW, ROH, you know? And I, I know they got this billion dollar backer. It makes me wonder what type of TV deal would they get? And would that, does that mean weekly product? Because it's a difference. And I think we noticed with Impact Wrestling versus like some of the other promotions, it's a difference where you got to show up every week because now you <clears> got to <throat> keep me invested. You know, you got to make me tune to your product every week. You know, what are they going to do different than Impact Wrestling's doing? You know, Impact Wrestling or, yeah, they're doing, they're putting on some good stuff right now. But we, a lot of us as wrestling fans have been so scarred by the bad stuff that they put on that we don't even turn it on. Yeah, and, that, and that's the sad part because they're actually turning the corner. Mm. I think, I think TNA finally's gotten to the point where they're stopped trying to be like anybody so else. you just called it TNA, man. It's Impact. Oh, my bad. <laughs> but that's the thing. Cause that's you're right. Teenage dead. It's, it's you're right. It's it's impact into impact by Anthem Sports, and that's the thing about impact. They're finally turning the corner, and, and they're giving you a fresh product. But at this point, you're kind of like, eh, who cares? Mm-hmm. Now, do you really trust it? And, and they're providing you superstars. But that, is that really making them any more money? Right. We the fans are enjoying it, but are you, that, my thing is let's let's calm down. The oh, this is a game changer thing. That's my only my only issue with it. Is it really going to be a game changer? <laughs> is it more wrestling? Great, perfect. I love it. The business needs it. I agree with it. It needs it to thrive. I want that 100%. It's going to keep everybody on their toes, unbiased. Mm-hmm. But is it really going to change anything? Is it really going to change anything? Okay, so so they got a billion-dollar backer in, um, in, in, in all, all Elite Wrestling. Okay, fine, cool. Okay, say they're going to take the top wh- – who's the, who's the top guy they're going to – who's the first recruit from WWE? Who are they going to snatch from WWE mm-hmm. that's going to go over there and make the first big splash? Who's going to be there, Christian? Who's going to be? No, no. I, and you can't even say Christian because I'm going to tell you why it doesn't make a difference. Uh-huh. Because it didn't work with Kurt Angle at TNA. Oh, Kurt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? He's one of the biggest draws and probably one of the greatest professional wrestlers to ever lace the boots. And it didn't work in TNA. It didn't work with Kurt Angle. It didn't work in his prime. Mm-hmm. Better... It didn't work with Sting. It didn't work with Christian. It didn't work with Booker T. None of those guys. <laughs> so what superstar now? Tell me. It's going to make a bigger impact for another promotion, even if they quote unquote jump ship. That's going to last more than six months. What superstar now to... is better than any of those guys you just named? That's what I'm trying to say. Who's going to... okay? It's going to be the initial buzz because okay, cool. But this is the same TNA thing. Okay, it was always a fresh buzz when you jump ship, but then once you once your TNA guy, it doesn't make a difference anymore. Mm-hmm. In the early years of TNA, every time they saw a former WWE WCW guy, Tony should um, Mike Tenay. And Don West used to oversell seeing these former WWE guys. And it was cool for, for that Saturday morning wrestling feel, which I loved every bit of it. But after why did it make a difference six months from now? Mm-hmm. And I'm asking, what what about what what's what difference is it really gonna make to the point where it's going to be a game changer? I respect the ambition, I love what they're doing, and I'm a I'm a I'm a huge advocate for it. And I think it's gonna be amazing. But at the same time though, you're not going to keep up with a billion dollars. And I don't think they're trying to. Mm-hmm. My only, cause it's not, my issue is not with all Elite Wrestling or Cody. And it's by any stretch. My issue is with the fans trying to stir this all. Oh, here we go. We got something first. It's going to be a new house. Is it going to be better than New Japan? Mm-hmm. I mean, how much talent sharing are you going to be able to do when, when you're officially competition now? See, when you're a one off, we can work together. Because <laughs> you're only going once a month and you're going during a month where I'm not going. Because guess what? You're talking about all Elite Wrestling. There's a reason Marty Skrull's not with them. He signed a ring of honor. I don't care what nobody say. Mm hmm. 
when he's like, my boys left me. I don't know what Kenny Omega's going to do. Kenny Omega thinks he's, he belongs in the WWE. He's done everything else. He doesn't want to be in all elite wrestling. I'll be shocked if I see him there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'll be shocked if I see him there. He's got the, the rumors are rumors in any window saying he's got a meeting with Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Okay, even if he does go, I mean, he's at the point of career. Does he really want to keep grinding it out for the sake of changing the business? Or is he ready to settle down and make some money? <laughs> <laughs> wow, you just hit it right on the head right there. You know what I'm saying? When you got Adam Cole, when you got guys like Kevin Owens saying, I never want to be anywhere but here. This is the only place I plan on ever being. AJ Styles, this is the place I've always wanted to be. AJ Styles once said, I was a face of Tini. I've been there from country. He said, I, I, I should have been here a long time ago. This is where I really wanted to be. You know what's so funny? Dude, as you're saying that, I'm thinking to 2012, where you, I, and a few other members of our clique would go to the Ring of Honor shows. And we would see your guys like Kevin Owens, your Roderick Strongs, your Kyle O'Reilly's, your Adam Coles. Uh, and they, we would say, man, WWE wouldn't use those guys. You know, right. they're too small. Or WWE's not going to let them do what they do. Everybody I just named has won gold in the WWE or the NXT brand. Right. Ain't that crazy? Like, a few years ago, they're not using these guys. AJ Styles, you were there. You saw AJ Styles. And now, yeah, I was. Yeah. And, and he was, later on, something. And you remember, and go back to 2015 or 2016. Before that, we was like, that's the only the guy left. That's AJ Styles the guy we want. AJ Styles the guy we want. And then for him to become one of the longest reigning SmackDown champions, you know, that's something we never thought we'd see. And, and that just goes to show you how much the business has changed, how much the, the mindset of WWE has changed, you know. So this makes me wonder why this AEW stuff is cool. Is it too late? And I got to ask you that. Is, would this have been more effective or um, punching the mouth if this had happened in 2015, where you call it the height of the indies? Well, absolutely, 100%. Because the talent was still there. Mm-hmm. The Bullet Club was still there. The Bucks were still there. Adam Cole was still there. Kevin Owens may or may not have been there, but he was there in between. Uh, Sami Zayn, El Generico was still there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Hideo Itami was still in pro wrestling. No, those guys, Finn Balor was still in Japan. Those guys hadn't come yet. Mm-hmm. AJ Styles, Doc Dallas, they almost went to they almost went to TNA, and it was still called TNA at the time. They reneged out of a deal because at the, at the last minute, Triple H was like, "No, bro, we 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 want you guys. Forget that deal." Mm-hmm. Every major superstar, Shinsuke Nakamura, all those guys were available. Michael Elgin, like that New Japan opportunity was still there. Yeah. Those guys were still available. Jay Lethal was still at the height of being Jay Lethal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Listen to me. The kingdom was still there. Michael Bennett Maria was still there. Matt uh, um, Taven was still there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Rapungi Vice, I believe, was still there. Yeah, you know? that just makes you, it's just crazy because you, you think of all the different dynamics, you know. Obviously, I'm, not, I'm not done yet. Oh. War Machine was still there. Ah. Roderick Strong was still there. Kylo Riley and, and, and uh, Bobby Fish was still there. Wow, that's another one. I forgot Bobby Fish. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, 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 let's not forget, you know, and, and, and then the guys you're seeing right now were still on the come up. Mm-hmm. You know, EC3 was still there. The Hardys were still there. They were in TNA at one point. Matt Hardy, the Ring of Honor, left did his own thing with the TNA for a while. Bobby Lashley was still in TNA. The talent was still there. They weren't in the WWE, and nobody saw them coming back. Mm-hmm. They said there was no room for those guys. The Dudleys were still there. 
Wow. <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? Like, like that's 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 the stuff that I feel like people don't want. They don't want to take that into consideration. Mm-hmm. And and I'm probably there's still a handful of names I'm still missing. If I grab that DVD and I see those names, I'm saying, look at this match card. Everybody on this match card that's that's important as either in, is in T, uh, WWE right now or NXT in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. All doing major things. The talent was available. Those that was a group of guys that said, "Man, we're gonna become superstars regardless. You don't want us? Who cares?" And they became mega stars. And then the WWE snatched them all up. And now they're not waiting for these guys to become mega stars anymore. They just snatching them all up. We ain't talking about guys like Ricochet. We ain't talking about guys like Johnny Gargano. We're not talking about guys like Tommaso Ciampa. They were still there, by the way. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Like those guys were coming up. Those guys were still doing their thing. Leo Rush was just doing this thing. Like those guys hadn't even made. They even they, they didn't even hit their stride yet. Mm. The guys we watching right now, they were they were curtain jerking for all the other guys I just talked about. You feel me? Yep. <laughs> Michael Elder. Like so, that's what I'm trying to say. Like yo, so what do you what do you what do you what are you saying? Now to me, all that talent is no longer there. That talent right now is no longer on the indies. Right? They got that we we got all young faces. Mm. It's all fresh crop of guys. And, and the WWE is not letting these guys stay out here too long to become the same caliber of megastars that the, all the guys that I just named for any promotion today to have that big of an impact. Wow. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, that's just a tidbit of what you're going to get in 2019 from the wrestling realm. <laughs> Wait. And by the way, just as a short note before you wrap this up, I just saw a, a, a new a new promo by your boy um, Velveteen Dream. It was an NXT promo, by the way. <laughs> Gosh, man, he's prone. He's prone. He's prone. He's prone to have a really big year in NXT. Okay, okay. So in in NXT. Okay, we, we'll take developmental. That. So you, developmental. You, but you say he's gonna have a big year. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, but, so now because you went there, so I gotta ask you. Um, his last match, because I think we talked before that, you know, or since then, since we last talked, have you gotten the answer to your question? You, you we, we put it on the internet, you know, people mm-hmm. been hating, they hated the comments. Oh, yeah. All he did was just name people's uh, taglines, you know, that's one of the comments I saw. People said all mm-hmm. you did was name the taglines. But did anybody, mm-hmm. did anybody slide in the DMs and say, who is the Velveteen Dream? I've yet to get an answer yet. No one's <laughs> told me who he is yet. <laughs> Gimmicks don't gimmicks aren't world champions. I'm sorry, folks. You gotta get. I mean, you you got mad at him for saying it, but you didn't come up with an answer. Can you tell me last time a gimmick was a world champion besides Taker and Diesel? Kane. Kane. Okay. So so far <laughs> so far we've named three Hall of Famers. Hall of Famers, but outside it, no, nobody, no, nope. <laughs> I'm wait. I'm just. I don't know. Kane. Once again, another Hall of Famer. Sure. Sure. Something to think about. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. At the end of the day, I, I saw. Let, let, me, let me tell you why I thought it was funny because I felt like he was talking to me. He wrote the promo and he starts naming all the people that he starts naming all the people that's that's in his corner like this. Sean, look what Shawn Michaels had to say. He's a believer. Uh, <laughs> John Cena, he, he had to say he's a believer. Uh, Triple H, he's. I said, bro, not once did you say Vincent Kennedy McMahon. That's the man. If that, you don't and if you don't believe me, here's another hot take for the podcast. For breaking it down with Brian Porter. Mustafa Ali. Did anybody say he's gonna be a breakout superstar in 2018? No. Did anybody say he's gonna be he was gonna be the top guy on the cruiserweight division to show up on the main roster and, and dazzle fans all across the world? Nope. 
right? Because only one man matters when it comes to making these type of decisions, and that's Vincent <laughs> Kennedy McMahon. Mustafa Ali, baby. He beat Daniel Bryan. I mean, I, like I said, one of the most talented brothers on the face of this planet. I give him every piece of that. Twenty-three years old, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is, I got to see more. I, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking for my first black WWE champion in a long time. And everybody's telling me it's supposed to be him. And I appreciate that. But I want it to be him. But he's got to show me something. And I don't think that that gimmick is going to convince me, man, this guy's a future WWE champion. Why? <laughs> why? Tell me why. If you tell me Bobby Lashley, it makes sense. He's the dominator. So if he became WWE champion tomorrow, it would make sense why. If he became a universal champion, it would make sense why. He's the dominator. Mm-hmm. You could put him in a situation where you can tell that story. Look, everybody, he's the dominator. Why is he the WWE champion? Tell me why. Why would he be WWE champion? Because he's the velvet one? Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. Well, folks, you heard him. You know, we, we you know, we, 2019, we get to start off hot. <laughs> like I said, it was big news. I had to call on the realness because, you know, that's what you got to do. You got to call on the real one. You guys... He put it out there on social media. There was a bunch of comments. So I figured, guess what? It's only right. He get out, he get to say what he had to say. And you may agree, you may not. That's your business. But that's at the end of the day, we're fans who love wrestling and we enjoy talking about it. So any final thoughts before I let you go? Appreciate you uh, hopping on at the last minute. Hey man, it's 2019. They ain't for a doozy on this one. I'm I'm back on my stuff. Uh-oh. It's gonna be it. <laughs> As as we speak to that, I'm already starting to prepare some stuff for marketing strategies and stuff like that as we uh, prepare to go into uh, the 2019. Hopefully, if, if things go according to plan, God willing, this will probably be the biggest year for the realm Uh-oh, that we've I... uh, ever had a chance to really do. So that's that's my push. Hey, I love it. Man. It's going to be a fun year. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter at D-W-A-Y-N-E-A-L-L. EN24. It's Dwayne Allen24 on Twitter. You can also catch me at TheRealDwayneAllen.com where I discuss a number of different things outside of wrestling as well as sneakers, streetwear fashion, pro wrestling, everything underneath the sun. Of course, you can follow us at The Wrestle Realm. That's two W's, Wrestling Realm, on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I will also be way more active on Instagram this year. I will be start, I'll be doing a lot more hot takes and giving my opinion a lot more. And subscribe to the YouTube channel, The Wrestling, the wrestling Realm on YouTube. And all of our other social media platforms in which Brian H., I'm sure, will have no problem breaking down to everyone listening to this wonderful podcast, which I have chosen to partake in. All right. So that was the first part of the show. As you can see, the real Dwayne Allen and I have a lot lined up for you guys in 2019. So I'm going to go ahead and take the first break of the year. I will be back. After a word from my good buddy, Dre from the Flex Zone. What's good, everybody? This is your boy, Drizzy Dre, Mr. One and Only from the Flex Zone. Mondays at 10 p.m. on WBGR. And right now, you are listening to Break It Down with my boy, Brian H. Brought to you by the Wrestling Realm. I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. So, it's time for the top rope. Going up to the top rope. It's time for this week's top rope segment of the week. And the top rope this week is John Cena running into the man. He thought he was going to get a man when he set out his open challenge. Instead, he got the man, Becky 
Lynch, John Cena, and Becky Lynch teamed up to face Andrade Cianamis and Zelina Vega in a mixed tag team match. But before that, we saw the two going back and forth on the mic. And Becky Lynch, I mean, she's on a whole nother level. Perhaps it makes you wonder, is it the fact that she's on another level or is it that she's no longer being held back? We see her going jab for jab, owning everybody who comes at her sideways on Twitter. And then we see her tell John Cena, like, be careful because Nikki Bella won't be the only woman that dropped you. You know, and Cena had just went out there and said, you know, that Nikki Bella, everybody knew about his relationship. And, you know, that kind of fell apart and, uh, in, you know, the public's eyes. But to see Becky Lynch just go out there and, you know, go toe-to-toe with John Cena, just go to show you what type of level she on. Whenever you're in the ring with the top guy, past or present, that lets you know where you're at. A few weeks ago, we saw Lynch in the ring with Vince McMahon. Now we see her in the ring with John Cena. If you don't know, she is being primed for the main event of WrestleMania. No doubt about it. If she stays on this momentum, if she keeps with this momentum, there's no doubt that will be her and Ronda Rousey closing the show. So, but, but nonetheless, it was good to see them team up. But one of the things we saw, Becky Lynch, is she a heel? Is she a face? One thing we did see was she didn't let John Cena do all the dirty work because she kind of pushed him out the way to ensure that it would be her getting a pin to reclaim and make sure that everybody knows she is indeed the man. So let's move on. Sticking with, uh, actually, yeah, sticking with SmackDown. So AJ Styles John um, will be taking on Daniel Bryan at the Royal Rumble for the WWE Championship. Um, but before that, last week, because I wasn't here, last week on Christmas Day, we saw AJ Styles smack Vince McMahon. Straight up. I mean, Vince went out there and, you know, AJ, he's, they had a couple words. And AJ Styles showed him, here's the real AJ Styles, and smacked him. And it just kind of reminds you of that ruthless aggression. And you saw that smirk that Vinny Mac had on his face just to go to show you, like, okay, he actually liked it. You know, not in that crazy type of way, but this is what he wants from his top guy. The number one guy in the WWE as far as number one babyface. Um, you know, for him to go out there, be in the ring with him, it just goes to show you, okay, he's in the ring with him, or I should say backstage in a promo with Vince McMahon just shows you how much of a big deal. It doesn't always have to be Austin McMahon, like, you know, the boss versus the authority, but it just goes to show you AJ Styles. Like, look, I'm here. I'm kicking butt and taking names. No, I'm not the WWE champion anymore, but I'm not being stagnant. And it, how many people lose their title, but then lose so much momentum we're not seeing that with aj styles we saw mustafa ali in this match it was a fatal five-way match saw mustafa ali in this match and it makes you wonder okay maybe he will win but nah he's not ready but we saw him get the pin over daniel bryan a few weeks ago so why not then you see a guy like Rey mysterio somebody who could go in the match with daniel bryan a match we haven't really seen before and then maybe that would be your match at Royal Rumble. Because we all know, 9 times out of 10, the title's not changing the hands at the Royal Rumble. Even though it did a couple of years ago when AJ lost to John Cena. However, putting AJ Styles in this match does make you wonder. 
would it be possible for AJ to regain his title? Who knows? Only time will tell. Um, but I don't I don't think he wins. And we'll get more into that as we get closer to the Royal Rumble. Speaking of AJ slapping Vince, let's move on to Monday Night Raw. Seth freaking Rollins. I say AJ Styles was the superstar of the year for 2018. A lot of people saying Seth Rollins. Well, we saw him uh, go toe-to-toe with Triple H on the microphone. Triple H said, uh, where's that Rollins, the guy that would burn it down, the guy that took me to the limit and beat me at WrestleMania? Where's that guy who would do anything? You know, Even when Triple H tried to say, well, you know, Rollins had tried to say, well, you know, the guy who would sell out. And then he reminded him, he was like, no, but the guy who did beat me, where is that guy? You know, and he basically told him, no more automatic rematches, or no more automated nothing. So here we go. It's official. No such thing as a automatic rematch clause. Therefore, that's why Becky Lynch didn't get a rematch for her title on television. But I'm like, okay. So I saw that with Rollins. They put him in a match with Bobby Lashley, uh, which he lost by disqualification. But to see him go toe-to-toe, I thought that was interesting. I said, okay, this is the guy that you guys want to be your WWE champion. Seth Rollins took a major backseat as far as I was concerned when he lost the title to uh, Dean Ambrose because the match was just horrible. It was not enjoyable. But I'm looking at us, okay, get him out of that Intercontinental title picture. Let's see, put him in the WWE Championship, Universal Championship picture. And can Rollins beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, that's going to be the question. He is my pick to win the Royal Rumble until, unless something changes between now and then. So I'm going to go ahead and take a break, do something. It's been a while, but, yeah, I'm, you know, the women's segment kind of got pushed back a little bit, but trust me, it's coming after this. Hey, let's get it. It's your boy, The Truth, from the Part of My Bullshit podcast, available everywhere on iTunes, Spotify, and all your major channels. Also, check us out on social media at the PMB Pod. Now we about to kick it back to my man, Brian H., with Break It Down with Brian H., brought to you by the Wrestling Realm. Peace. And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. So, let's talk the women. Before we get into the happenings of this week, Nia Jax replied, quote tweeted a tweet in WWE, and this is WWE talking about the moments of 2018 done by the women. And I'm going to just make sure, so I'm going to pull it up on my phone because I want to make sure I get this right. So the moments that were listed was... Charlotte, um, I wouldn't say destroying, because she didn't win, but destroying Ronda Rousey after their match, after she was disqualified. And there's an image of Charlotte putting Ronda Rousey's neck in the chair. There's an image of the Iconics making their debut, which we know cost Charlotte the title. There's an image of Becky Lynch after she had got her nose broken. And then there's an image of Carmella after she won the title so he said there's no denying the women of wwe brought it in 2018 nia jackson tweet a four emojis with women of color said hashtag we're here too 
so of course you have the trolls verse trolls says you know i'm not i'm not even going to give them justice of reading it but let me just say this you have the trolls um as a person of color if you can't tell by my voice or if you're not if you're listening and you didn't look at any of the graphics that are on the screen i'm a black man as a person of color i will say a lot of times people who aren't of color or of the same race will always try to say well it's not about race the thing is if somebody feels offended offended you cannot tell somebody how to feel if somebody is fearful of something you can't tell them they shouldn't be feared and people may say we live in a sensitive world the bottom line is you cannot tell somebody how to feel whether you agree or disagree in this situation i also when i put this in the wrestling room group page i saw somebody said well what about nia Jax? what did she do hello did anybody remember wrestlemania where nia Jax won the smack i mean the raw women's championship people tend to forget that was a moment i would dare say a bigger moment than the iconics debut becky lynch moment was great um her standing there with the blood okay that was cool but i would say that if there was a moment i would replace it would have been you know yeah it definitely would have been that one carmella's moment was special it led her to have a long reigning SmackDown Live Women's Championship. Charlotte and Ronda, you can make the argument as the start of something special. So, yeah, they could have put Nia Jackson there. But then you had Ty Dillinger. And Ty Dillinger had a nerve to say something. You know, he had a nerve to say something along the lines of boo-hoo. You know, um, let me see if I can pull that one up too. Yeah, here it is. It says, all the ladies had a great year, but these ones had very captivating moments in 2018. And if you're all boo-hoo face about being left off the list, despite being on TV all the time, maybe spend more time on the craft instead of social media. A few weeks ago, I put out a tweet. And I said it right here. And I stand by my statement. There is nothing that screams perfect 10 about Ty Dillinger. There is nothing. And I just don't understand why he had to have something to say. Because in my opinion, he absolutely sucks. He has a dumb look, a dumb hairstyle and i'm supposed to take him seriously as being a wwe superstar when he doesn't look like somebody that could beat me in a fight and i usually don't like to pull that card when it comes to wwe superstars but my goodness stay out of it most of the time men like to use this line when it comes to women and i don't agree with it but i'm gonna use this line when it comes to a man todd dillinger stay in your lane and shut the hell up so that's how i feel i'm not a fan of his and i'm certainly not a fan of his because there was absolutely no reason for him to say anything 
Maybe he wishes he was getting the TV time than Nia Jax because, quite frankly, there's nothing memorable that I can remember coming from Ty Dillinger except being the 10th instrument in the Royal Rumble the first time he was in the Royal Rumble only because his name, his catchphrase is the perfect 10. But again, there's nothing perfect 10 about him. Quite frankly, it's a waste of a gimmick that could have been given to somebody else. And that's all I got to say about that. Very, very rare you hear me get real heated uh, when it comes to wrestling um, as far as on the podcast. But that really annoyed me. Um, so let's move on. Speaking of Naya, her and Tamina, they lost to Ronda and Natalia in the main event of Monday Night Raw to close out the year. The final main event of Monday Night Raw 2018 was closed out by women, and I thought that was just phenomenal. Uh, but Tamina and Nia Jax, they are my picks. As you know, Vince McMahon said there will be Raw and SmackDown Women's Tag Team Championship titles, and they are my pick to win it. Yes, I'm saying that before there's a tournament or whatever. However you're going to crown them, they're, they're my picks. Woo! All right, <laughs> let's move on. SmackDown, Nia, uh, excuse me, Nia. Mandy Rose, man. Mandy Rose and Naomi. What in the world is going on? I'm not sure, but things are certainly heating up. So, last week on SmackDown, you know, people know, on a mistletoe, you know what that's for. Mandy Rose decided to tell Jay Uso, Jimmy Uso, that, hey, there's a mistletoe right here. And everybody knows, you know, you're supposed to kiss on a mistletoe. And he's... Deny it, like, no, get away from me. He ain't stupid. He know he got it home. Um, You know, everything that look good ain't good. Everything that glitters ain't gold. And Mandy Rose may not be as golden as everybody thinks. So, he, um, you know, all of a sudden Naomi comes down. She's ready to knock out. So, fast forward, that's where we think thinking. We're going to get Naomi versus Mandy Rose this week on Raw. On SmackDown, right? No. Instead, we get Sonya Deville and... Sonya Deville would be victorious after Mandy Rose decided to reveal a photo that she sent, which is her in a towel, says she sent that to Jimmy Uso. So somebody's out there saying, well, why would she have his phone number? Um, Hello, there's a thing called Twitter, um, Instagram, I'm pretty sure. So I just thought that was interesting. There's a butt kicking coming. And some people don't like this story. I do. It's relatable. Um you know, I just hope that they don't do nothing crazy and make Jimmy Uso kind of go with Mandy Rose. Because after all, we know that Jimmy and Naomi are married in real life. So, for goodness sakes, please don't do nothing that crazy, WWE. So, let's move on. Speaking of, we stick with the women, but this time in a different light. We have a new United States champion, and his name is Rusev. Rusev defeated Shinsuke Nakamura in the main event on SmackDown Live on Christmas Day, becoming once again the United States champion. I believe this is might be third or fourth time. You know, counting the title reigns aren't as big of a deal as they were in the 90s. I'm going to just be real. And I remember when Razor Ramon became the first three-time Intercontinental champion. That was a big deal back then. Now it's just like, oh, they're champion again. You know, it's not really that big of a deal on how many title reigns. Unless you're John Cena and you're 16, and hopefully he will become 17-time WWE champion. Or world champion, as he would say. But um, during the celebration tonight, Shinsuke Nakamura came out. 
And he beat up Rusev. And as he was beating up Rusev, Lana got on his back. And Rusev went to kick Shinsuke. But as he kicked him, boom, Lana, who was on his back, fell. And she would get hurt, which would lead to Shinsuke taking advantage and beating him up. So, this is cool. We haven't seen Shinsuke really use the title much after winning it this past summer. So, now that he's in a program with Rusev, this is very entertaining. something I'm looking forward to each and every week. And I think this would be best for business and best for the title, especially having it on Rusev. Excuse me. I do think Rusev loses the title and then eventually gets it again. But I think, you know, they might change a little bit. So we shall see. I'm going to go ahead and take my final break. I'll be right back. What up? What up? This your boy TW at TW talking about on Twitter. And what I need everybody out there to do right now is sit down, zip your lip and listen good. You just might learn something. You listen to Break It Down with Brian H. All right, ladies and gentlemen, before I get into From the Realm, I got to get into the tapped out, folks. And here we go. Here's our tapped out segment of the week. Tapped out this week is what I saw on MLW. Oh, my goodness. Something I'm not used to seeing. That was somebody getting shanked. In the main event for the MLW Heavyweight Championship, we saw Loki defending, successfully defending the title against Conan. It was one of them anything goes kind of matches. I believe it was a street fight. But we saw him, Loki, and his crew take something. Look, it was, it was something, obviously, to draw blood. I'm not sure exactly because it wasn't like a knife. It might have been like a razor or something. And they started to shank Conan, and it was weird, very uncomfortable to watch. Wasn't a fan of it. Don't know why it was on there. Why was did it have a place in wrestling? But sometimes the independents, whether they're on TV or not, whether they have a YouTube deal or not, do things to get the internet talking. And clearly, I'm talking about it because it made the tapped out this week. So maybe you liked it, maybe you didn't. I know I said, what in the world did I just watch? So I'm going to go ahead and it's time to come from the realm. And now for our from the realm segment, where I answer your questions from the Facebook fan page, the Facebook group page, and the Twitter at Wrestling Realm. All right. From the realm this week, all the questions coming from my boy, the shark, Sean Williams and here we go the first one should we look at what we saw from apollo cruz as potential for big things for him so i didn't mention it earlier but apollo cruz won a battle royal that put him in an intercontinental championship match against dean ambrose he would lose but it was a good match i think so um i think he still has to find that charisma i'm not a the biggest fan of his i don't dislike him i like his wrestling but you know, he was somebody who got called up because he could wrestle. But I think he could have used some character development in NXT. Seth Rollins, next question. Seth Rollins, Matt Riddle, New Day, and even an NFL player have taken shots at Brock Lesnar being a paper champion. I mean, part-time champion. How is this even adding credibility for the universal title if everyone is seeing Brock being champion as a joke? You know, Shark... I'm going to not fault the title in this case. Because I agree with you. 
how is it? But you know, I just think when I think about this, right? I'm thinking perhaps we'll look at the title as it's still a big deal. As much as I don't like it, as much as you don't like it. And I know this week on the Shark Attack, folks, which you can find on Podbean and iTunes and YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts from, I know Shark is going to go off. I know it. Trust me. Um, Which I can't wait to hear. But, you know, I just, man, I I just kind of given up. And I think maybe because I'm looking at Raw and I'm like, well, while I want to see the title on Drew McIntyre, I just kind of know it's coming. So it's not really like that desire. It's just kind of like, all right, I'm just waiting for it to happen. I need I need Drew to be done with Dolph, which I feel like he is, and then figure out how we get there. But when it was when I was waiting for Roman Reigns, I was waiting. I was like, come on. I, I, this is who I want. This is who I want to be the champion. And we finally got it. And then, unfortunately, Baron Corbin was GM. Didn't let him defend the title. And then, you know, which... We send all prayers out for Roman and that he gets better. But, you know, I don't think it's, sadly, I don't think it's killing the credibility of the title because I think when somebody finally gets it, it's going to be a big deal. And I think if it was anybody else, it would be one thing. But because it's Brock Lesnar, he is a walking future WWE Hall of Famer. I don't know how UFC Hall of Fame works. Maybe he's a Hall of Famer over there. So only time will tell. So, next question. Though we're ways off, who could you see as a potential Money in Bank winners who would benefit most from it? Man, Shark. One person who jumps out the mind immediately, and that is Andrade Cianomis. He's a guy who I look at and I say he's got the look. He's got the charisma as far as having that, that heelish attitude. And he has the perfect manager who would let him know now is the time to cash in. Can you imagine him cashing in the title and Zelina Vega being right there? Let him know, go, go, go. So that's for the men. For the women, Ember Moon. I think she would be, it would be great for her. So, and then last but not least, how far do you see Mustafa Ali going? I see Mustafa Ali going to the moon. He is going to be a major player. You look at him, he has that look that make the women and children fall in love with him. He's going to be box office. He's going to be somebody whose face you will see everywhere. So, I see Mustafa going big places, man. Ladies and gentlemen, that will do it for the first episode episode 49 in total of break it down with brian h you heard the real Dwayne allen on here so make sure you uh follow him make sure you tweet at him because i know a lot of you got some angry things to say um what a show has been i tell you starting the year off hot and this is just the beginning if you thought i had fun in 2018 which was definitely one of the best years of my life 2019 is going to be even better so until the next time folks i'm brian h waters make sure you subscribe to the podcast each and every platform you can think of until the next time so long everybody